and welcome to Let's Bloom Podcast with Josie. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Happy Monday, or if you're listening to this another day, happy whatever day. Um, How exciting is it that it's the beginning of May? Summer is right around the corner. That makes me so excited. Warm weather, sunshine. I'm going to try and get a little tan going, but we'll see what happens. I'm just, I don't know. Whenever the weather is nice outside, it just really motivates me. As I'm recording this, the weather is rainy, but you know, it's okay. Today, I'm really excited to talk about something that's been on my heart this past week. And if you know me personally, you might know that I host a young adult Bible study in my town. And if you, again, if you know me personally, you should definitely come. It's on Monday nights at six o'clock. Anyway, the title of this message is The Value of Consistency, and I think that this is really important for people my age, younger people, and older people, whatever age, but again, I just like to hone in on people around my age just because I have a heart for them, and I really think that they need Jesus, especially right now and what's happening in the world and what's happening with our generation. Anyway, Today we're talking about the value of staying consistent, and we're going to be in the book of Daniel chapter 6. So if you're taking notes, go ahead and write that down. If not, that's okay. We're going to get right into this message. I'm very excited to see what the Lord is going to do today. All right, we're going to get started right at verse 7. Again, this is Daniel chapter 6, starting at verse 7. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satires and counselors and advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statue and to make a firm degree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Mendes and the Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. So I kind of wanted to include this little section because it's important to know the background of what's about to happen. It's important to have this um, this decree and the reason for what's about to happen in the back of your mind. So just keep that in mind. Um, Verse 10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed and he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as it was his custom since early days. So right off the bat, we can see that David already knew about this writing that was signed, right? He already knows about the decree of, um, If you serve someone other than the king for 30 days, then you will be sentenced and put into a den of lions. He already knew this. He knew that there was a consequence to going against the law. And at this point, right, Daniel is confronted with a test of loyalties. He was a loyal subject of the king. Back in verse 3, it talks about how Daniel distinguishes himself. Let me just read it. I says, then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satires because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king, king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So 
David was important, or not David, sorry. Daniel was important in the king's eyes. He was different than the other governors. So although he was different and he was a loyal subject to his king, Daniel knew that the king of kings, the lord of lords, deserved a higher loyalty. And Daniel then refused to give that government the measure of obedience that only belonged to God. And what's really cool is we can use Daniel as an example to learn from, right? When we're faced with things that the government may tell us, uh, maybe people at our job or our bosses, professors, our parents, right? We all have to remember that God is the only one who deserves the highest loyalty. And again, this kind of goes um, to a point, right? Respect your parents. The Bible says how important it is to respect your parents and if you're at a job or you're at school, like it's good to have respect. That is just a good human quality. But we shouldn't be laying down anything that we should that should only be laid down to God, if that makes sense. God deserves the highest loyalty. I think it's cool too that although there were consequences to this decree and breaking the decree, Daniel knew he had to trust God and be faithful regardless of what was happening in the natural. And from the view of man, right, him going to his room, continuing to do what he has done before, kneeling down on his kneel, knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, right, from an outside perspective, this looks very scary. It's very risky. But in Daniel's mind, this is the safest thing he can do. He has to radically obey God. He had a custom to get in the Lord's presence. So he went to this secret place routinely. In Psalms 91, verse 1 through 2, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. So there is an atmosphere where the Lord will speak. You know, it's a quiet place. Or you might have heard, go to the secret place, right? This is somewhere you go to hear the Lord speak to you. There's an atmosphere where the Lord will speak to you. But it's really important that you individually learn and create that atmosphere in your life so you can hear what God has to say. I want to talk about this little section in Acts chapter 27. I'm reading verse 10 through 11. And a little backstory. Paul is on the ship with other crew members, right? And he is saying to the men, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. So we can see right here that Paul is saying, I perceive, right? I feel it in my spirit that we shouldn't be going on this voyage. It's going to end in destruction. We might even lose our lives. And then back in Acts, it says, Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the henchmen and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. So these crew members, right, they didn't care about what Paul said. They didn't care about that he was perceiving something, that he was saying something the Lord has, um, or the Holy Spirit has told him, right? They're more concerned about what the government thinks. They're more concerned about what the experts think. You know, many people today disregard when God speaks to them personally or when God uses someone else to get their word across. You know, they would rather listen to regular humans than listen to the word of God. And I think it's important to 
realize that we shouldn't be listening to those who aren't in the will of God. Those who are telling you things that God wouldn't say. And it's really important to realize that because they don't know your life. They can't help you make decisions. If they aren't godly people and they aren't telling you godly things, they're not backing up with scripture, you shouldn't listen to them because they don't know your life like God knows your life. God knows your life. He knows every single hair that's on your head. He knows what you've been through. He knows the struggles. He knows the inside battles, internal battles that no one knows about, that you don't talk about. He knows your thoughts. He knows where you're going. He knows the amazing plans ahead of you, right? He knows your future. He is your father. So it's really important that you create a specific time to be with the Lord. He deserves that specific time because he does so much for us. And in this time with the Lord, this secret place, right? We're able to listen to him. We're able to give him thanks. We're able to talk with him and pray. It's just an amazing. We're able to worship him and give him glory. There is blessing in obedience. There's blessing that comes from doing what God has told you to do. And I like this scripture. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 through 2. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commands, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. How cool is this scripture, right? It really does refer to us today. So whatever situation that you might face, be facing, you know, you might have a tough decision to make, you might... Um, be struggling with anxiety, maybe depression, maybe some temptation, maybe some sin, you know, drugs, alcohol, um, pornography, um, sex, the list can go on and on. If you're struggling with something today, we can stand on this verse, right? And if we continue to obey God, we really try, we go to the secret place, we really hone in on him and him alone and listen to his voice then God promises us that we're going to be set up high above all nations of the earth. God is telling us in the scripture that blessing shall come upon you and overtake you. God's not going to give you a small blessing in return. He's not going to be like, oh yeah, thanks for obeying me. No, we serve a big God. He's going to give us a blessing that's going to overtake us. It's going to overflow our cup. God's going to give you exactly what you need and more. And that's why it's so important to be obedient because one, it's honoring God. Two, it's just, how do I put this in the words? It's going to produce fruit in your life and we're going to get an overflow of blessing from it. And later in the story, we're going to see that this act of obedience that Daniel has done, right? That he is still being obedient to God by going in his room as he customly did and praying and giving thanks because of this act of obedience, it's going to result in blessing. Verse 11. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and made supplication before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any God or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into a den of lions? The king answered and said, This thing is true. According to the law of the Mendes and Persians, which does not alter... 
So they answered and said before the king, That Daniel, who is one of the cap- captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. So this little section here pretty much is uh, Daniel gets caught, right? He is seen by uh, other people of the kingdom. They see him going against this decree. They see that he is praying and it seems like he has no regard for the king. It seems like he has no regard for the law that was put in place. So they pretty much kind of snitch on him, right? They're pointing him out trying to get him in trouble. And they go and tell the king, they're like, king, you put this decree in place and this is the consequence, correct? And the king's like, yes. And then they tell him who they saw. And then as we see in verse 14, it says, and the king, when they heard these words, or when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. So, the word labored really stuck out to me here. When you think of the word labored, right, you're going to think of working or doing something with a lot of effort. It might be something difficult. So whenever we put our heart on something and we know it's in the will of God, right, if we feel called to, um, okay, I'll just use my example. I feel called to go to Bible school, right? And that was on my heart. God put that on my heart and I know it's in God's will I know that I'm going to have to work. I know I'm going to have to put in effort. And um, just as in this instance in the scripture of Daniel, the king is going to also work because of Daniel's safety. He wants Daniel to be saved. Safe. Sorry. (laughs) Apparently I can't talk very well today. But if you are staying committed and you're working, there's going to be... A great outcome, right? It's a process. And God uses processes. He uses uses steps for a reason. It's going to help us grow individually. It's going to open up opportunities that we're able to kind of expand and just see different things, right? A process is set in place for a reason, but we have to just trust God on that one. And if we trust him, God's going to bring that thing that your heart is set on, that desire, he's going to bring it to fruition. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 through 24, it says, and whoever you do, or sorry, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. So the scripture is just, again, talking about how If you put your whole heart into something, if you're working and you're showing God that you are, um, you're serious about this thing, right? And you're making sure that you're glorifying him and your, your heart's in the right place. You're not doing it for popularity. You're not doing it for money. You're doing it just for the Lord. Then the Lord is going to give you a reward of inheritance. Again, there is blessing in obedience. There's an outpouring of blessing over your life if you stay obedient to the Lord. I think that's just so amazing. Verse 15. Then these men approached the king and said to him, Know, king, that it is the law of the Mendes and Persians that no decree or statue which the king establishes may be changed. So the king gave the command, 
and he brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. So as we can see in this little um, couple of sentences, right, the king ends up following through with the law. He doesn't want to. He has respect for Daniel, but he is the king and he has to, um, he said something, he has to go off his word, right? And then it talks about, it says, but the king spoke saying to Daniel, your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. I think it's so cool that the king and Daniel had such a cool relationship, right? They had a connection that the king had faith in his God and in, in Daniel's God. So who you are choosing to caravan your life with really does matter. The relationships and connections that you make with people matter. Your atmosphere matters, right? Who you walk with matters. Where you go matters. And where you go there with really matters. Just in this instance, King Darius had faith. And it was faith that was born out of Daniel's trust in the Lord. It's born because of the relationship they had together. You know, I think many of us occasionally will display godly character and wisdom whenever like when we're showing the world, right? But that counteracts the good by then being bad. And I say that because it all has to do with our actions. If we are in a relationship with someone, we'll just say, you know, a friendship, right? If your actions are drinking, partying, sinning, doing all these things, but you say you're a Christian, you say that you both are called to ministry, do you really think that the lost, people that don't know Jesus, are going to believe you? Do you think that they're going to see your actions and be like, you're, you're a Christian? Are you serious? You're doing the same thing I'm doing and I'm not a Christian. So your actions are really significant to the other people around us. And the value in staying consistent in the word, staying consistent in your presence with God and praying and worshiping him, it's actually going to make it easier for you to act godly in all different kinds of circumstances. And it's important that the people you hang out with, the people you have a relationship with, their actions resemble God, right? They have a godly character because you tend to kind of form into, or not even, you don't really change, but who you're around impacts you as a person and the way you grow up, the way you see things. So make sure you, yourself, your actions are good and you are forming relationships with people that have the same actions and their words resemble godly character, right? Verse 17 then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own singlet ring and with the singlets of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Verse 18. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. So I kind of want to touch on the fact that the king fasted. And I do eventually want to get more into this, on another day. But fasting does please God. In Mark chapter 9 verse 29, um this isn't the whole the whole story, but 
in this verse it says, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. And it's referring to all of the people, all of the circumstances that people were in. They were able to get out of their circumstance, out of their situation, because they fasted and they prayed. And they had that consistent relationship, that consistent time with the Lord. There's a lot of power in fasting and praying. You know, it shows your commitment to the Lord. And if you seek Him continuously, it's going to bring forth blessing. And your prayers will be answered. And you'll be able to see God moving before your eyes. Really, it's it's incredible. So the king here, right, he fasted. And he had faith in the hand of God. He was concerned about Daniel. But he knew that Daniel trusted in his God. So the king was also going to trust in God. Then the king rose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den, the den of lions. Verse 20. Whew. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke to Daniel. Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? So we can see here that the king obviously cares for Daniel. He didn't get any sleep. And as soon as it became morning, he ran out there. He opened up the den and he called out to Daniel. Now in his head, he's probably thinking like, oh my gosh, is Daniel alive? But he's also probably thinking, is Daniel's God real? Did he truly save him? Was his faith enough? And as we can see in verse 21, it says, Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God said his angel and shut the lion's mouths so they may not have hurt me. Because I was found innocent before him and also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. So we can see here that Daniel lives, right? Hallelujah. But also it talks about how he saw an angel. Or maybe he didn't see an angel, right? But he could just tell that God sent an angel to help protect him. And I think it's really cool that in Hebrews verse or chapter 1, verse 14, this is the amplified version, just letting you know. It says, Are not all the angels ministering spirits sent out by God to serve, accompany, and protect those who inherit salvation? Of course they are. So God did send an angel to serve Daniel's need. And what's more amazing is that he did it then and he will do it now. He is doing it now. He is still protecting us at all times. God is protecting us. He is the great protector. Verse 23. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that he should take Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatsoever was found on him because he believed in his God. Could you imagine being thrown into a den of lions and not having a single scratch on you? Not having a bruise? The lions didn't even come near him. That's just so crazy to think that this actually happened. The Bible is real, guys. These are real stories. It's not just a fairy tale that we read. Someone, like, just think of... Think of your best friend and imagine them watching you go into a den of lions and coming out alive. They're probably like, what? Their jaw probably dropped, right? God is the only one that can do that. God is the only one that can truly protect you. Hallelujah. 
Daniel was preserved through faith, right? Although he uh, didn't do anything wrong, right? He didn't have anything against the king. He didn't have anything against God, right? He was just being obedient. That's not the only reason he was alive. He was alive because of God. Because Daniel had that living faith. He had a living, abiding faith in God. Even in the most difficult situations. I would say this is a very different or a difficult situation, right? Not very many people get thrown into a den of lions. We serve the same God who closed the lion's mouth. Let me say that one more time. We serve the same God who created or who closed the lion's mouth. God doesn't change. His word is forever standing. It's forever true. God was the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Or like forever. Right? And all of this happened because of Daniel's faith and his consistency and saturating himself daily in the word of God. That's just so amazing to me. So, so amazing. I want to turn quickly to Hebrews chapter 11 and read from verse 30 to 40. And this is just talking about how incredible faith really is. So the scripture says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the harlot Rabbi did not perish with those who did not believe when she rejected the spies with peace. And what shall more... what? What more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barbek and Samson and Goliath, also of David and Samson, or Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became vigilant in battle, turned to fight, flight the armies of the aliens, Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, and they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had a trial of mockings and scorchings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. All of these things, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God had provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So just as we read here in Hebrews, we have to learn to hold a living faith. The Bible shows us numerous examples of how God's prote- that God is protection. And if we keep our eyes on him and walk next to him and lean on him, that there's going to be something better for us. That God's promises will come into fruition. We cannot achieve anything if we are not in the will of God. We're not going to be able to reach our maximum potential if we aren't living in the word of God and in the will of God, truly. You know, God is our security. And I just, that's just so amazing. It's very profound in my opinion. Back to Daniel uh, verse 24. And the king gave the command, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. So here we can see the king chose to do this. He willingly wanted to give justice to those who um, 
kind of, what's the word? They like gossiped and they got Daniel in trouble, right? The king cast them into the same den of lions. And he didn't just cast them into the den of lions. He uh, put their children in there and their wives. The scripture says, And the lions overpowered them and broke all of their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. Wow. So this really just proves that God protected and saved Daniel. This is evidence that there was no natural reasons as to why the lions did not eat Daniel. This is the same uh, den. These are the same lions that Daniel just slept with overnight. But these people who did not have faith in God, didn't even know God, them and their families, boom, gone. They died before they even got into the den completely. If this doesn't inspire you, if this doesn't spark that um, the fire in your soul, that God is real, I don't know what will. I like that this kind of illustrates spiritual warfare. Because God will cause our enemy and those who are against him to be impaled on the same snare set for us. In Psalms chapter 7, verse 14 through 16, it says, Behold, the wicked bring forth inquity. Yes, he convinces truth, or conceives trouble and brings forth falsehood. He made a pit and dug it out, and has fallen into the ditch which he had made. His trouble shall return upon his own head, and his violence dwelling, or sorry, dealing shall come down on his own crown. So whenever you are in the will of God, you're not going to have the same protection as if you were in God's will. The value of consistency is the power of life. We shouldn't let the devil trick us, right? We need to make sure we're getting in God's word and listening to the voice of God. Only listening to God's voice. And if you can't do this or you struggle, I mean, I struggle sometimes too, but you can pray for discernment. And God will help you. God will give you ears to hear. And he was going to give you wisdom on navigating those different voices or situations that you might be in. The enemy is going to try and offer you opportunities that are going to seem great, right? He's going to put out a platter and be like, "Mm, do you want these? So imagine my pastor actually used this example yesterday, which is kind of cool. Um, Because it's kind of like confirmation for this message. But He was talking about how if you're at a restaurant, right? And you're like, oh, I'm full. But the waiter comes over with a platter of desserts. And the waiter's like, do you want a dessert? Now you, you're full, right? You just ate a whole meal. So inside, you know, no. But you tell the waiter, yes, yeah, I'll have that one. That looks delicious. The devil is the same way. The devil is the waiter in in that example. The devil's going to offer you something that looks so enticing and so good. But you're only going to be satisfied for a minute. And then you're going to be in pain. Right? Because you have to listen to that spirit inside of you. You have to listen to God's word telling you, "Mm, you know, I have a better plan for you. Don't listen to the devil. And I think some Christians don't realize, even myself, I kind of get, you know, I kind of forget this. But the devil does not take a day off. We can't take a day off. We have to be consistent. We have to chase after Jesus every single day and continually seek him out and sit in his presence. Because if we don't, if we're not staying consistent, we're going to start falling back. 
and the devil only needs that one small opening in your life. He only needs you to fall a little bit so he can come in like a flood and just power over your life, right? In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, it says, Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Don't give him any opportunity. And the way to not give him opportunity, the way to keep him out of your life is to stay consistent. Stay consistent. Chapter, why do I keep saying chapter? Verse 25. Then King Darius wrote, To all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree, decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one that shall never be destroyed and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. Hallelujah. This is evidence of God, right? He works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So the testimony of God's work is going to make the ungodly see and tell of the greatness of God. Without Daniel and his relationship, this intimate relationship with God, this might have not unfolded, right? If Daniel didn't have the faith that he did, he might have died in that den, right? And I think it's cool that God is always there. He always has a plan. We just have to trust him. And God's always going to use man to fulfill his promises. So it truly comes down to us, right? How much do we want to be used by God? How much are we willing to stick with it and stay consistent? Especially if we're sick, if we're tired, right? If we're busy, if we don't feel like it. Sometimes I just don't feel like it. But I know I have to. I know I need to stay consistent because there's so much value in it. Maybe you're really busy, you don't have time. Make time. Pray about it. Ask God to reveal um, opportunities to get in his word. If you pray about it and you talk to God about it, he's going to make a way. But you have to put in that work. You have to labor. You have to put in effort. You have to stay consistent. There's so much value in staying consistent. But it all comes down to you and God. How much are you willing to sacrifice to take just a small amount of your day? It can just be five, ten minutes. It can just be a prayer here and there, right? You don't have to sit down and read the scripture for hours on end. You know, that's okay. It's all about being consistent. Take it day by day. And if you're struggling, talk to God about it. Talk to a godly person about it. And you will, you'll be able to get there. I promise you. You'll be able to get there. But you need to recognize for yourself, be honest with yourself. Are you really trying to stay consistent? Or are you just getting, like, doing enough to get by? Your walk with God is not going to be stagnant. It's continuous. And if you aren't continually moving forward, you're going to go back. You're going to fall back and the devil's going to reel you in. Right? The devil is going to try and tack you and get you back with him. 
So we have to stay consistent. We have to keep going forward. Keep your foot on the gas. And you'll be okay. You will. God will get you. God has you. We have to just stay consistent. As we finish out this little message today, I just want to quickly pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would touch whoever is listening to this message. God, I pray that as we went through your word, that they were touched and they were, you know, convicted of something possibly. Lord, I just pray that you are working on their heart. You're helping them grow. And God, if they are too busy for you, if they seem like everything's going wrong, if they seem like their anxiety and their depression is just caving in on them, God, I pray that that'd be all gone. It'd be out in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would open up doors and open up opportunities, allow time to be there for them to spend it with you. God, I pray that everyone, as they go on with their week, whenever they're listening to this, God, I pray that they would make that change step out and really make time for you and be consistent in your word. God, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word and talk about you and spread the good news. And God, I just pray you would protect us all from the devil, protect our mind, protect our soul, protect our body, protect us as we go places to place. God, I pray that you would just in t- just increase the kingdom and use us as believers use us as young people maybe older people wherever we are god i pray that every day you would open up an opportunity for us to share the good news of the gospel thank you for your blood god that has saved us all and jesus i just thank you for everything you are doing right now in this generation and in the people that are listening in the name of jesus we pray amen Thank you guys so much for listening today. I pray you got something out of it. I pray you learned something. I pray that you um, continue to use this information as you go on with your journey and your walk with God. And if you enjoy this podcast, you should definitely follow it. Um, Maybe send it to someone that you think would benefit from it. That'd be amazing. But yeah, I will be back next week for a brand new episode. I love you guys, and God loves you so, 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 so much. Don't ever forget that. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone, right? God is there with you. I'm so happy right now. I always get so on fire after doing these things. Alright guys, I will see you next week for a brand new message. Again, if you are in the Waynesburg area, you should definitely come to the Young Adults Bible Study at Rolling Meadows Church of God at 6pm every Monday night. I would love to see you guys there and I'm believing for a supernatural increase and I truly believe that this generation shall be saved. Alright guys, I will see you later. Bye!